Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. Please adjust your settings above and below. And today I am going to be continuing with the Nephilim series, the Fallen series, the Alien series that I will simply give the title, the Supernatural, the Fallen playlist when I am done making enough of these videos. And the prophecy for today is called What I Saw Today. Now this message is a full two years old. I received it on January the 26th, 2020. So that's basically two years ago. And it details some very startling things that the Lord showed me in visions while I was awake. I had just come home from church and I was just um, pouring out to the Lord out of the effusiveness of my heart, how happy I am to be his child, how much I love him. And the Lord began to show me things that, sh that certainly did not match up with the things that I was saying. And so the Lord told me before I started this video, and I'm going to deliver this word, the Lord said, that the reason that the Nephilim will come back is because of the increase of sin and wickedness upon the earth. And so he said that these creatures, he said the Nephilim will come back because of how fallen and evil humanity is. Humanity is so far departed from the ways of God and the laws of God that he said, the Nephilim shall be the punishment to a fallen and sinful people. He said, because people do not believe in the word of God and because people are so sinful, these creatures will return to the earth as a punishment, as a last day's punishment to sinful and depraved people. So if you have ever wondered why on earth a loving God, as God is always described by people who do not know his true nature, which is that he is love, but also justice, fairness, and many other things, not just love by itself. If people have ever wondered why a loving God would allow these creatures to come back and destroy the earth, ra earth ravage the earth, as they certainly will, it is because of the increase of sin, abomination, and wickedness. Basically, this earth has been spoiled. And even though these things kind of stretch the edges of the fabric of faith, the truth of the matter is, is that we already know from the book of, I think, Second Peter, that it says that this entire earth has been reserved for destruction by fire. Now, we know that fire is a whole lot more painful than water. And so why would Christians in the modern era who are supposed to know their Bible and know that the Bible says that the entire earth is reserved to be destroyed by fire? fire, meaning that this earth will be burnt up like a sheet in a fireplace. Why should it be um, surprising to us to know that the reason that God would choose such a violent end for this earth is because it would have become so dilapidated, so craven, so fallen, so totally given over to the expression of every conceivable form of wickedness that you can think of that by the time the Lord Jesus comes, he even has to, has to ask in the scripture, will I even find faith upon the earth? These are things for us to really ponder and ask ourselves as we study the scripture and as we read the verses, do we really take the time to ask the Holy Spirit to open up the verses to us so that we can have a true and an expressive understanding of what is being said to us. Are we just reading on the surface or are we reading with a deeper understanding of what God wants us to know? 
part of understanding what role the Nephilim play and what role the fallen angels and even things like aliens will play is that these things have been left here on earth by the Lord for this final generation, the most fallen of the generations. I was thinking in my heart today of the many, many prophetic words that the Lord has sent me to bring against the United States. Words saying that America will not repent. She will never repent in her heart because she is mystery Babylon. She is the nation of which it is said that her cup of abominations will fill the earth and make all the other nations stagger with drunkenness. For when they drink from that cup, they all become defiled and they all begin to practice the things that God hates. As I was thinking about it, I began to have a deeper understanding of why such punishments will be fitting punishments for the crime. God has said that America is more fallen than any other civilization that has come before. And I have to tell you, if you think about it and you think about what people used to do in the ancient days, such as impaling their enemies on spikes and having their heads on poles and things like that. And the Lord says that this modern nation, this modern expression of civilization that goes by the name, the United States of America is more evil, more wicked, more selfish, and more fallen than any other civilization that comes before. Is it small wonder that the Lord will not intervene when these expressions of satanic life arise and come back to afflict this nation and to be a judgment upon this nation, even as it, as they will be a judgment upon the whole earth. And so I go into the things that the Lord revealed to me. And he was telling me that the Nephilim are not just the offspring, not just the offspring of the fallen angels with women. So I've already covered that in previous two videos. If you're just finding this video, if you're just finding this channel, welcome to the master's voice. I'm celestial. And it would help if you go back and watch just a few videos back, not the UFO series, but I think two or three videos back when I started to speak about the rise of the gods. So they are basically called the gods and they're not limited to only land gods, they're sky gods, water gods, human angel hybrids, genetically modified bird animal hybrids, genetically modified human mixed with something else hybrids that come with sometimes a human expression or they come sometimes with a mixed body, an animal and a person, and they come with powerful capabilities. It all also includes what is called the mighty men and the men of renown. Renown means men of great fame. So in those days, the hybrids, the children who were the offspring of the fallen angels with women were known for extraordinary feats. They were known for great streets of feats of strength. They were known for great feats of agility. They were known actually for expressions of sorcery and magic. And all of this is why people who are just normal, normal human beings, the descendants, the seed of Adam and Eve, we do not possess these qualities. And so when we saw these things being displayed in front of us, men of extreme stature, 15, 16, 13, um, 12, 22, 39, nine feet, these people automatically by looking at them, commanded worship. They struck fear into the hearts of humanity and humanity eventually devolved to the point of being their slaves. I explain these things in the future videos. And so 
I am going to share here the different images that I saw on January the 26th, 2020, when the Lord was speaking of the Nephilim to me. I saw a very handsome, muscled, and blonde man, and he was wrapped in a toga. So he had um, the Grecian toga or the Roman toga wrapped around him, and I saw him wrestling a lion. And he wrestled the lion, and he held the lion by the mouth, the upper jaw, and the lower jaw, and in a great burst of strength, he tore the lion in two pieces. And this is the man, Hercules, who was half god and half man, in the stories of old, in the mythical legends of old, which are actually historical accounts. It would help you if you go to the library and just take out one of these books or go to the reference sections because most libraries don't like to let books like that out anymore. They know the reason why. Hercules killed the Nemean lion like that and he skinned the lion and he actually used to go about on his mighty adventures and great exploits wearing the skin of the Nemean lion. I've also seen a vision of Egyptian gods. So how this vision appeared to me is there was a mummy casket. So let's say I am here and pointing off into the distance somewhere far in the far distance at the end of my vision was the casket of a mummy standing upright and then coming out of that casket person by person by person by person like this in line was an, a total long line of gods. They were coming out of this Egyptian mummy's casket. And at the head of the gods, the first, the first Nephilim that was standing very close to me made me extremely uncomfortable was this dog God known as Anubis. So he had dark bluish black skin and he was wearing a very beautiful gold armor and he had the head of a dog, not these fluffy dogs. It looked more like a, a greyhound. Anubis's head is pretty much the head of a greyhound or one of those dogs that doesn't have a lot of fur. Um, he is the God of death. And I did not like the look that this dead, dead, but alive God was giving me. He is one of the head gods of the Egyptian pantheon of gods. He had a gold javelin and he was standing first with many other gods behind him. So then they would have a human body and a crocodile head or a human body and an eagle's head. And this was the lineup of gods until finally the last one was standing in the caskets. And I wrote right kind of body for most of them, wrong type of head. The next vision that the Lord showed me was very tall men who looked like Scots or people from the Gaelic region. So they looked like people who we would call Celtic. They were red haired men and they were very robust. And when the Lord showed me the image, they were in the middle of battle. So they were fighting human beings and there were much smaller men fighting them and very few of these large men who had, it wasn't really a shirt. I don't know what they call the old day clothing, but you would have a little belt on top of it, a little leather, leather belt. And then you would have the, um, the thing like a skirt. And these men were so strong. There were just a few of them, but they were deeply involved in battle with the human beings. And they were many heads and shoulders taller than the people. And they were using their weapons. And when they would hit a person, they would split a person exactly the way you would split a melon or a cantaloupe. Can you imagine the kind of power, speed, and force that is needed to cut a human being? One of us, the way you would cut 
a piece of chicken. The way you would cut the thigh of a chicken or a turkey off the main animal is how they split people in half from the force of one blow. It was just a few of them battling a lot of human soldiers. But as I was watching, I saw that the battle was not difficult for those giant men and that they instead had the upper hand over the humans. And so the Lord said to me, they are on their way back. The Nephilim are on their way back. And immediately I did not see an extraterrestrial ship or anything like that. I began to see scenes of this earth. So I began to see locations in the earth by the spirit of the Lord shown in front of me in an open daylight vision. And this is what I saw. Here's what the Holy Spirit said. They are coming back to earth from every place. They, the fallen angels were put in chains. They will rise up and they will be given freedom for a limited time, as the scriptures say, in order to wreak their havoc until the time of the end. They will be given unlimited freedom for vengeance against the ungodly. So here you see the Lord saying that the very reason that these things were not killed, but the reason they were reserved in chains is because at the last days, they would be unleashed as punishment against sinners and the wicked in the earth. As man's punishment for sinfulness, he will be left here with these beings to contend with them as his ancestors also once fought them. The ancients were very wise in their understanding of today's so-called mythical creatures. Actually, in fact, the Lord said, when someone has actually seen or fought a dragon or has been spellbound by a fairy, that person will never call it a myth. He said to those who lived through it, the ancients, these beings were a constant frustrating and a dangerous reality, but this generation has no awareness. This generation has no humility to search the books of history and has no common sense. Therefore, all things written down for their instruction are ignored. They are overlooked or they are taught to the masses as fantasy. These creatures are no more a fantasy than the sun, the moon, and the stars. As long as the earth remains, its inhabitants will intent, will contend, which means to fight with. The people of earth will fight with interlopers who have been trapped down here with them by the judgment of God. But this generation does not believe. These are their locations. They sleep in the ice. The giants sleep in ice with their swords ready, but as the weather changes, they will be free again. So when the Lord said that the giants are sleeping in the ice, I began to see massive, I'm talking about huge and hairy men with big beards in old style clothing, maybe like the Vikings or just maybe like the Lords of old. And they were, they had long blonde and ginger hair and they were sleeping on what we call funeral beers. So a funeral beer is what you see in the Viking movies when the king dies unexpectedly. They, they make this raised platform and they put his body on it with all his, with his shield and his javelin and everything that a great warrior is supposed to go into the afterlife with. And then they set it on fire. Sometimes they will even put the beer in a very huge Viking ship 
put the put the beer on the ship and then push the ship out and then the king goes out to burn by himself until the boat catches fire and the whole thing burns and then the ashes fall into the water. I saw these funeral beers, but they were made of ice. So I was in some kind of, I was seeing into some kind of underground chamber and these beers had been literally chiseled out of the ice and these men were laying on these beers. And I have to tell you, these men were not dead. These men did not have gray skin. They did not have decayed skin. These men were, and I will use the word of the Lord, they were cryogenically preserved, cryogenically preserved. So I had to look that up and it means to preserve something by a technique of sudden fast freezing. So here we are, it's 2021. And I don't know if they have this in your state or in your country, but here in New York city, these clinics have popped up and they called cryo cryo clinics. And what you do is you go there and they have some kind of machine that they claim they invented, but we'll get into that. They have some kind of machine that will suddenly freeze and zap areas of your body, they say, that contain fat. And then in that way, when fat is suddenly frozen, something is going to happen to it and then it will be more willing to leave your body. So this is a project process of using extreme and sudden exposure to very, very, very low temperatures. I'm talking about a lot below minus zero. And then all of a sudden it flash freezes flesh. And this is what had been done to these men. God brought the picture very close. And I saw these men lying in state when you are dead and you are lying in such a way that your body can be observed by others. It is called lying in state. I saw these men lying in state and each one of them was holding a sword. So their arms were crossed and the sword was in their hands and the sword was pointing downward over their body. And they looked like they were sleeping. Now, if you're a person who grew up reading fairy tales, definitely like myself, you will notice that there are many tales in the so-called myths of a spell coming upon a person or something happen happening to a person and they suddenly fall into the fabled deep sleep. So Snow White fell into the deep sleep and a lot of other people fell into this deep sleep and now you have to be woken up from this deep sleep. These men are not dead even though they're not men. These giants, these Nephilim are not dead. They are cryogenically preserved. And you can see that because the blood was still fresh underneath their skin. These men look like they simply fell asleep and their bodily functions have been slowed down to the point where they're not being affected by time, but they are not dead. The Lord zoomed the picture out. And then all of a sudden I saw these icy regions like the Arctic and the Antarctic and in the ice, like brown grains of rice, I could see the bodies of these men preserved laying next to each other. So these people were buried by their kinfolk with the expectation that they will rise again at a certain time. I spoke of this in the previous video when I was talking about the process of mummification. Many scholars of Egyptology always say, it is amazing how the Egyptians had so many gods, but they seem to have almost the same faith of Christians in at least one area. Ancient pharaohs absolutely believed 
that they would rise again. It was a very strong and consistent thread throughout whatever they were practicing and calling religion. They all believed that the high, the mighty, the pharaohs, and the elite would come back to life. And I spoke of that. And the reason for that is because the fallen were among these people at that time. And some of these things were actually half and half fallen. This is why Egyptians were so careful in how they preserve bodies. Because when you preserve a body in such a way, it will not all turn to dust as God has commanded that we should go back to the soil from which we came. Egyptians preserved the body in such a way that over the centuries up to now, the Egyptian mummies that are held by the museums still have little bits of flesh, semi-dried tissue, and bone that can be used for reverse engineering technology today. So they had this belief in their heart because they knew from back then that the day was coming when the technology would once again be available to bring them back to life. Please hear what I am saying. And so when I saw these men in the ice, the Lord said, these are the ice giants. And then the Lord said to me, they are buried in the tundra and the picture changed. So tundra is a completely different area of um, geography. It's not the areas of the ice. It's where the landscape is sometimes light to medium desert and also sometimes light to medium green. So it's not the Amazon rainforest or anything that is just huge forest and stuff like that. It's these areas that have, that you usually see in the nature documentaries with, you know, waving grasses and plains and stuff like that. Some parts of what I saw were desert and some parts of what I saw were leafy and grain. So as I'm looking, the Lord said, these men and women of greatness slept in death, but their fathers are immortal and do not die. They are buried in everlasting chains until the day of judgment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet they will be loosed for a time and they will wreak havoc on this earth, devouring men. They will perform mighty exploits of strength exactly as they did in the days of old. And the view was sweeping over parts of the earth that have cold to moderate climates. They were sweeping over plains and grassy areas. And I also saw areas of low forest, secondary forest, and desert. The next thing the Lord said is, their fathers are reserved for fire. And immediately he said that is when I saw this vision that I shared in a previous video, I saw a mighty volcano explode and the lava came out into the air. But underneath the volcano were some chambers where the magma had not filled the complete thing. And it was extremely hot. And I said that I saw a huge figure completely ripped with muscles all over, chained on the arms, but now I see that it was chained here on the legs as well. It was shaped like a man, but even though I could not see the, see the face, I know that I've never seen muscles like that on any human being before. The size of this being alone ruled out humanity. This being was struggling under the volcano, and its problem was not because the volcano was hot. It was filled with rage because it had been chained. And so this creature was roaring and thrashing the chains, bashing them on the rocks and trying to get free. 
So when I'm talking about the Nephilim, I'm talking about a very wide spectrum of creatures that the Lord has spoken about and revealed to me and that you can also find if you only do a little light research and reading of your own. Any light form that you do not see specifically listed in the Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 breakdown of what God made, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the sea creatures, and man, you can look squarely at Satan for its origin. And the angelic hosts are the top of that food chain. Understand that everything else you talk about in the area of Nephilim is something that is a second generation. It has either come about because the angels mixed with women who gave forth great giants, or it has come about because of genetic manipulations. But the fallen angels are, I would say, the purest form of evil that there is because they are not mixed with anything. These are angels who have left their first estate as Jude chapter one and verse six says. And the ones that came and mated with women were captured by the Lord and chained underneath the earth. I will just share a short vision here that I had, I think, Today being Sunday, it was at the beginning of this week. I've said that not everything I see from the Lord is something that I'm going to open the blog and write, I saw this. There's simply too many things, and some of those things I will just keep for myself, but some of these things I can share in the videos, and they do not have to be an entire post by themselves. I woke up in the middle of the night. Um, it was perhaps maybe four-ish, I can't peg the time, but it was at that point where the sky is not jet black anymore, but it's definitely still far from morning. It's that medium gunmetal gray color. And for some reason, I woke up out of sleep and I was completely not sleepy. So I was not sleepy, I was not half in and half out of sleep. I woke up like it was morning, like it's time to go. And I sat up in bed and I looked out of the window. I looked straight out of the window ahead of me and I looked at the sky and the sky had nothing in it. And then as I was watching, little dots of light appeared in the sky. So little, you know when you're watching these movies and they're trying to fade out a point of light and so it's, it's a point of light and then it begins to get a little blurry and circleish. The sky was full of those little blurry, small points of light. And then as I watched, they just began to streak downward as if they were melting. So lots and lots of dots that look just like very big stars. And then all of a sudden they start streaking downward, streaking downward like raindrops in very bright gold streaks. And as I was watching this, all the streaks came down to earth until about halfway. When they got halfway, I saw something very curious and I hope that I can explain it. To those who cook, you know that sometimes when you make up your kitchen, they have these fancy kitchen containers. So you can buy a container and it's written sugar, it's written spaghetti, it's written this and that. And according to whether sugar or rice or spaghetti, it's tall. I saw these very tall see-through glass containers. The top of it was steel and the bottom of it was steel, and then the rest of the cylinder was glass. Each point of light that was streaking downward like a melting tear suddenly turned into a glass container with a gray titanium platinum looking top and bottom, and then a glass body, and inside each body was a black or a gray 
angel. So um, sometimes when you see the fallen angels, uh, their wings are broken. This is not always how they appear. So please be warned. There are many warnings about fallen angels on the master's voice. Please take the initiative and go there and do your own reading because I've taken the time to write out these warnings from the Lord, but it is each person's responsibility to inform themselves of what the Lord is saying. Fallen angels will not always appear in what is an obvious fallen state, looking all uh, broken up and smashed up. In fact, it might even be because of the level of maturity and discernment of the person that when they appear to me, it is difficult for them to appear in the vision as what they will appear to many people, which is as shining angels of light. Fallen angels will greatly mimic the way the unfallen angels look. And this is why they will be extremely successful in confusing God's people and stealing many of them away to false worship of angels and ultimate destruction. These angels will kill people. They will decimate the human population and they will devour many because many will be deceived by them. But in this cylinder thing, I saw a black or a gray angel with these depressed, broken-like wings. And as I watched, these angels came down to earth. And when they touched the earth, the cylinder went into the earth. And the earth sealed up as if there was nothing there. So they came. It was a point of light. The light melted. It turned into a cylinder midway. And in each cylinder, so, so, so many cylinders I saw coming down to the earth was a black or a gray angel. Some of them having horns upon their heads and wings that were shifted or broken or droopy and not able to open and be majestic the way we would imagine angels' wings to be. Each cylinder came down to this earth and when it touched the earth, it was like they were just absorbed into the earth and the earth sealed up as if there was nothing there. And by seeing that vision in the early morning, I finally got the answer to something that I have asked the Lord about many times. I've shared in certain videos and I've shared in the writing on the blogs that I have seen that in the ends of times, ships arose from beneath the earth. So I would always ask the Lord, Lord, how is it that these things are under the earth and have been there so long that we have not had any understanding of them and we have built over them. Because obviously, if there is a graveyard somewhere, you won't build over the graveyard, even though apparently they did that in Amityville um, unwisely. But if there's if there's a place where you can see that the earth has been disturbed or if there's a settlement, usually us as people, we tend to want to preserve that place. We tend to want to make it an archeological dig or a site. We want to dig, we want to get that civilization out. We want to know, but I would ask the Lord, how is it that I see spaceships coming out in residential areas? I see them coming out underneath the high rise buildings. Why is this happening? How long ago, Lord, could it have been how do you get a spaceship under the earth? And by seeing this vision, at least I came to a partial understanding that this falling to the earth took place at times when man was not building anything, at times when man was not probably around or doing anything. And they have been there for centuries upon centuries upon centuries until the day, as the Lord says, they will be released 
to wreak havoc upon the earth because of the sinfulness of man. And if you think that man is not sinful, and if you think that it is not fair of the Lord to allow these life forms to come and dwell with us, I invite you to go online to any of these channels, um, like the History Channel, or I think it's um, the Third Kind, or Gaia. Go to any of these channels, these things that keep popping up on my feed, and see what people are saying in the comments section. For me, this is the clarity and the understanding of the things that the Lord says. See what people say beneath these videos. We await the coming of our family from the skies. I wish they would come already. I want to be lifted. I want to ascend. I want to be different. I would welcome them with open arms. I'm tired of earth. People do not want to be the sons of Adam and the daughters of Eve. It's a boring reality. It is tiresome to be a human being. It is much better to find out what is coming from the sky, even though you know nothing about its origin. You know nothing about its intent. You have no idea that these are the different manifestations of Satan, but there are millions of people around the world loving these things, awaiting them, calling them. And is this not what the Lord has said in so many of the prophecies concerning the United States of America, celestial by the things they love, they will be destroyed by the things they love, by the things they court, by their Halloweens, by their love for zombies, by, for, by their love for murder, by their love for the undead. So shall they be destroyed. I have brought this word consistently and never have I seen the Lord proven wrong. As I look at the outflow of the human heart, which is now so easily available on social media. And so I continue, I was sharing here that perhaps the most dangerous and worrisome form, the most fearsome form of the Nephilim that I want watchers of the master's voice to take note of is not actually the huge giants or anything like that. The Nephilim that you should worry about brothers and sisters is the ones that look like you and I. Those are the Nephilim that are the most dangerous because those are the ones that have been most successful in integrating into the human population as it is now. I'm going to finish this post. You can go back to the master's voice and read the post. It talks about many things, but the kind of Nephilim that looks exactly like a person and you cannot tell it is not a person until for instance, this person decides to express before you or express before others the ability to do things that human beings should not be able to do. Now understand in the scripture, human beings are able to do many things that naturally we are not supposed to be able to do when the spirit of the Lord comes upon us. Samson is one such example. The bright shining face of Moses is one such example. And the many, many miracles that were done by the prophets of God in those days are examples of that. But when we start talking about people who can tear lions or people who can renew their skin and people who can regrow their livers, there is the myth of, um, I think one God from the Greek pantheon, whose name was Prometheus. He apparently is the one who brought fire to humanity. So Prometheus stole fire from the gods on Olympus and he gave it to humanity. And they were so angry that he had given humanity this tool 
Is anyone noticing the storyline of how technology comes to people? Is anyone noticing the storyline from as far back as the days of the ancient Greeks that it was men who were not men, gods, who would ascend into the spiritual realm and take things from the rulers in the high places and bring them down to human beings and say, human beings, this is how you do this. This is how you dig this root. This is how you practice sorcery. This is how you do spells. This is how you mix healing potions that can get rid of this kind of fever and this kind of surface disease. Is anyone picking that up? Prometheus stole fire and brought it to man, and the gods decided to punish him by chaining him to a mighty rock. Prometheus was an immortal. He could not die. So his punishment was simply to be eaten over and over again by a huge and angry eagle. Every day the eagle would come to Prometheus, it would rip his body open, and then it would eat his liver and leave him in that bloody, bleeding state. And by evening time, Prometheus had not only grown a new liver, he had grown back all his mus muscle tissue, he had renewed his skin, and he had to spend the entire night there until the eagle came again to eat his body. So these are creatures that look like human males and human females with the ability to do things that are outside of what God has ordained for man and also outside of what God's spirit can enable human beings to do. The Hercules type of Nephilim is man-shaped and man-like, but they can carry powers within them. And the most common and obvious power that they can express is strength, but that is not all. They can also possess speed, they can possess extreme youth and they can possess regenerative capabilities to heal or to not age very quickly. And so um, I will share something that the Lord began to do with me in 2018, something that actually made me extremely sober-minded whenever I would leave my house and I still practice it to this day. In 2018, I began to have what I would call, they would have been ordinary dreams except for one facet of them. I would go out to work and I would basically have my day. I would stop at the bank if I needed to and get food somewhere if I needed to. And just, it was just a normal day doing the normal things. When I'd come back, I would dream that day. This would seem an ordinary dream, except that in the dream, God would show me doing everything that I had done, except that the people around me were not people. So the very people that I had passed, a woman in a pink skirt, a man in a blue shirt, a person getting on the bus in front of me, I would see these exact scenes replayed, except for one huge and major distinction. These people in these different neighborhoods were not people. Sometimes they were expressed as what I can only called, call robots. So I could see that they were not human beings. I could see that they were synthetic beings. I could see that they had wires in them. And in fact, the Lord would not even have them having faces. They would have the faces of iron. Their faces would be iron. Sometimes their faces even looked like Iron Man from the Iron Man Avengers comics. I would see these people walking about with these slit eyes that glow. And I would think, I stopped there today and I bought a smoothie. I would see myself getting on the bus and in front of me, a lizard mounting the bus. 
This happened on one particular occasion where I did stop by a clinic because I had an appointment there. And I remember the line for the bus was very long. And I remember that a lady who got on the bus ahead of me took her time getting on the bus. This very same experience was replayed to me in the dream, except that this woman was not a person. She was a reptile lizard person wearing the same clothes. And this thing began, if I did not know how to call on the Lord and center and balance myself in Christ, this would have made me the kind of person who will not go outside. There are some people God cannot show you anything because you don't have possession of your soul. You don't have the ability to possess your soul and to possess your vessel in wisdom and decorum. And so if God were ever to open your spiritual eyes and show you this thing, you might start to just scream in the street, I know what you are, I know what you are, and you probably wouldn't make it to the end of the day because these people have no problem in tracking you, finding you, because they possess abilities that far outstrip whatever even a human investigator or whatever the FBI can do. God cannot speak to some of us on a mature level because we would never stop asking him questions. We would lose all interest in the Bible itself. We would lose all interest in prayer. We would lose all interest in anything that is gospel related. And this is all we would want to know. God, what about this person? And what about this type of person? Is this type of person? Is this person a real a real person? Is, is my mother real? Is my boyfriend real? That is all that we would do. We would lose focus. And this is why God has allowed much of the church, honestly, to stay asleep until these crucial times where it is now necessary for us to know that we are not living by ourselves in this world. As the Bible says in Jeremiah chapter five, my eyes are streaming with tears and my heart is broken. And that is because the people of, um, of my Lord or my people dwell in the midst of deceit. To live in the midst of deceit means that you are living in the middle of a big fat lie. I guess there's nothing wrong with living in a lie if you're part of the lie and you're taking part in maintaining the lie and protecting the lie. And this is why those who know the truth are not bothered. But when you are living in the midst of a lie and everybody else is in on the lie except you, you have to know that you are at a massive and a distinct disadvantage. God started to show me these things and because he knows that he can trust me and because he knows that if I feel fear, I know where to take my fear. I definitely won't take my fear to the internet comment section because who's going to take it away from me? The Lord says, come unto me, come unto me. So in my life, I have been trained by the Lord and I know where to take my everything, my consternation, my woes, my pain, my questions, I know where to take it. It is not to other people. Other people have perhaps limited comfort to offer me, but in when I need lasting relief, when I need lasting fortitude, when I need my faith to be built up unto a high wall that I can stand behind and say, I trust my God to do this for me. I trust my God to deliver me. I put my trust in the only one who is able to withstand what is coming. It definitely won't be in people. It definitely won't be in asking people anything. It is to take these questions to the Lord and wait upon him. And because he knows that he can trust me, he began to show me this in as far as 2015, many, not 2015, 2018, many people think that the only thing that we have to worry about is the rise of the demonic in people. And I've shared this before. The Lord has said that America will become a gangland, a gangland. A gangland is where there is no law and no order and no special victims unit. 
A gangland is where it is you for you, you and your family. If you're 5'8 and you've got the fight of a pit bull in you, you can defend your wife and your children, even against a man who is six foot two, who does not have the same grit and the inner determination as you do. A gangland means there are no rules. A gangland means all bets are off. The Lord says that this nation will come to the place where the police will cry. He said the police will weep. And this is the veterans he was talking about, men who have been on the force 20, 30 years. He said when they get calls to come to the houses, Celestial, and they begin to observe in the latter days of the United States what family member will do against family member. This is not the crazy stranger from the street who breaks into the house. No, this is what husband will do against wife and what wife will do against children when the husband goes on a business meeting and thinking that he's leaving his children in the care of their mother. He said that when the police come and see what has transpired, they will weep. I just recently shared in a prophecy on uh, the master's voice um, it's called They Will Tear Flesh, where the Lord says that sexual violence around the world, but especially in this nation, will rise to the point that the police will become depressed. He said that the United States police will become perplexed and they will become silent and they will become depressed because they will receive so many sexual filings, so many filings specifically of the sexual assault, battery, and molestation nature that they will be overwhelmed. They will literally not know where the flood of filth and evil is coming from, but I have shared already where it is coming from. It is coming from the increase of spiritual wickedness in the earth, and if you want to know who is responsible for that, it is the surfacing of these. It is the surfacing of the presence of Satan through the fallen angels, Satan himself, and also through the Nephilim and the many creatures that will walk among us and that do walk among us now. So as I end this video, remember what I said in the beginning, the Lord said, not only are they among us now, but they will return in their numbers as punishment against a sinful, fallen, wicked, and unrepentant generation since the Lord showed me these things in 2018, it has led me to be like King David. For the Bible says of King David that after he killed Goliath and Saul took him and said, come and live in the palace with me, it says that David went out and came in before the people with wisdom. That basically means that God tells you what to do and how to live your daily life. And you go out and you come in with wisdom. So that is the end of the prophecy. January 26, 2020, what I saw today that there are many different forms of fallen, that they are all deadly. They all come from one source, which is their father, Satan, and that the ones that are in hiding will be coming back to visibility among the population and that there are already in forms that cannot be detected with the human eye, but the Lord Jesus can detect them. God has even allowed some people to see these creatures in real life. Maybe you've had an experience with them. Maybe somebody in your family has had an experience with them. They're already here and mingled with the population. And basically all we are waiting for now is the big fat grand disclosure when the ones that do super, super, super natural things will make themselves known. And then we'll begin the biggest lie of all lies in human history. We are your creators and we have come back to fetch you, to take you to our paradise. Just know that paradise is called the grave 
and that is total and eternal separation with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. Until I see you again, the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you to all who support this channel. Please always look in the description box to find out everything about this ministry, to get the short blurb that explains what the video is about, to get the URL that will take you back to the blog. I have remodeled the blog. The blog is now much easier to use than ever before. The prophecies are listed by theme. So you really have no excuse if you're not taking the time to go and read these prophetic messages for yourself. Until I see you again, may the Lord keep and bless you and goodbye.